Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. We are joined by an expert on the line. Her name is uh, uh, Dr. Malika van der Skaef, who's an OBGYN, as well as the president-elect of the South African Menopause. Hello, Doc. Hello, and good morning to you and your listeners. Good morning. Thank you so much for making time for us. I know you're very, very busy. First things first, at what age does menopause realistically start? We've had women calling in saying, I was 27 when I started. Oh, good Lord, no. Yes. So, So if you want to go according to the textbook, the textbook says it starts at in and around 51, 51 and a half. Okay. However... I often would say in and around 47 to 53, that kind of range. Any earlier, like in your 40s, in the early 40s, ahead of 45 or 46, I would think that is that, you know, yes, it's not improbable Mm -hmm. that menopause can happen, but I would still say it's a little early. Now, if menopause, by our definition, which I'm sure we'll get into, happens before age 40, Mm -hmm. that is what we call premature menopause premature ovarian failure. That is going to be because we think that a natural menopause should happen after 50 and actually be much, I mean, after 40 and actually be um, by age 50, you know, should be happening or happened. So we often would say in and around age 51 is the average age that most women would say I've now gone through menopause. Mm. What is menopause? So it is a normal part of aging in women, we know that, even although sometimes it can be an evil beast. But <laughs> it's when your ovaries, you know, when when you start losing that hormonal production that happens in your ovaries, when you're no longer secreting that egg every month, mm. and because of that and that lack of hormones, you eventually get to either slightly irregular initially, and then your period stopping, you know, your menstruation eventually stopping, your fertility stopping, and a whole host of other changes that would unfortunately be coming with that lack of estrogen, progesterone, or testosterone, which are the three main female hormones that need to be in harmony in order for, you know, for balance, so to speak. And what are those changes, docs? What are the signs and the symptoms that women may go through uh, when they experience menopause? So, look, I need to say that, you know, menopause is a process, you know, and it's a gradual process. So I'm going to go into symptoms, but I need to just tell listeners that, you know, it can often start as perimenopause, which happens over several years. Mm -hmm. But our definition of you have gone through menopause is when you have not had your menstrual period for one year, Mm. you know, so and. You know, it's at this stage when you believe the ovaries have actually stopped releasing their eggs and stopped making most of the estrogen. So because of that, and then once you have, you go beyond that and you're saying um, it's several years past menopause, we now say you're post-menopausal. So we talk about it in those three stages. Mm. The thing is, in that first stage, perimenopause, where your periods may still be irregular, that is one of the first symptoms and what to expect is irregular cycle. But the one thing I do want to make clear to listeners here, often the irregular pattern follows this. Look, different people can have different patterns, but the the usual pattern is 
remember you're doing this because you are lacking in hormones. Mm. So you often don't have a period. You skip one or two periods or your cycle starts lengthening. So the time in between your periods is longer. And then when it comes back, it often isn't as heavy or as bad as it was before yeah. or it's exactly the same. So why I'm, I'm emphasizing this right now is that Women who come and say to me, you know what, I've been bleeding for 57 days. That may not be menopause that mm. needs to be checked out. Mm. So there is an element to irregular bleeding, but you shouldn't let it go to prolonged, continuous bleeding. Please, ladies, don't ignore that. And then, of course, those that some of you know. And I know radio. your radio station has vast listenership all over the country, yeah. but everybody knows it's summer. But so it's trying to figure out, are you actually just hot or are you having hot <laughs> flushes? Or like the Americans would say flashes. So, and the Americans call it flashes because it literally comes on in a flash. It would start from the center as in the chest and then all of a sudden everything is suddenly hot. You feel like you want to strip in the middle of that meeting irrespective of the air conditioners and things. And the same thing happens at night that you actually get night sweats to the point that you actually either soak the bedding or your your nightwear. And some people will say, you know, I'm changing my nightie at night. And, you know, eventually that lasts for about two, three minutes. And then when it goes away, you're actually almost cold from the sweating that happens. So you almost get that chill afterwards. You know, and that is kind of a nice way to differentiate it from the fact that, for example, in Cape Town it was 32 degrees and more yesterday and all of us were really getting hot, Yeah, you know, or, you know, or little changes that happens at night in the temperature or when ESCOM gives you, you know, your night without your fan. Yeah. You know, that is kind of like looking at those. So you also sometimes end up with insomnia and sleep, mm-hmm. sleep problems. Mm-hmm. You really just cannot sleep. Yeah, And then comes the symptoms, Tombi, that you and I cannot differentiate from general life. But the symptoms of forgetfulness, moodiness, irritability. I mean, I know I could falsely diagnose my menopause this morning just driving to work with a school traffic. So, you know, it is sometimes a little bit of mood instability when some woman will come and say, listen, I really don't feel I have a handle on my emotions. Or I am actually getting so foggy and forgetful at work. I've gotten a formal warning or I'm worried I'm missing tasks. You know, so that. And then the other thing is the other things, like obviously, you know, the wrinkles, obviously. And sometimes there is weight gain that happens around the waist that you just struggle to get rid of. I've had elite athletes who said to me, you know, I really just can't get, a, get rid of that weight around the waist. And I've had lots of other people who said, you know, I'm trying the same diets I've tried before and in and around this age, it just doesn't work. Mm. And then we get to locally, you can have libido issues with a decrease in libido, a decrease in sex drive, and then elements of vaginal dryness where it's either burning, itching, or irritating Mm. um, during sex or just generally. So those are kind of the symptoms. Sorry, I know it wasn't short, but those are (laughs) what to expect. But Doc, do I then have to see a doctor for menopause, or do I just ride this wave? So yes and no. So yes, I absolutely would recommend that you get a checkup with a gynecologist 
or if not, at least a well woman doctor where we can check that uterus is healthy. Pap smears are fine, which is your preventative test against cervical cancer. This month is cervical cancer prevention month. And, you know, it's definitely a good reason to tell all your listeners, please go and check your pap smear. It's such a simple, not necessarily comfortable, but quick method of checking for cervical cancer. You know, when we do our pelvic exams, we will do our breast exams as well. You know, we may or may not recommend mammograms based on that. And then the other important thing, which a lot of women don't realize around perimenopause, is that a lot of women are prone to heart disease Hmm. and any other diseases that can happen. And also remember, sometimes it may not be menopause. Sometimes it's an underactive thyroid. Sometimes it's a level of anxiety, you know. Now, you know, during the pandemic, we had so much generalized anxiety. Mm. So there are things that can mimic menopause as well. And especially from the heart disease point of view, you know, we're so petrified of our cancers and our cervical cancers, breast cancers, things like that. But more women actually have heart disease and can succumb to that than others. So it's a good time because this is also the time that, you know, because of different metabolic changes and because of the weight gains and things your hypertension could be up your cholesterol could be up and you may need to know that so i absolutely would recommend doing this look if everything is fine then you have that reassurance but if we pick up something it's early and we can prevent things so please i would encourage you to encourage listeners to to definitely get it checked it doesn't mean if you come and tell us all about your menopausal symptoms we want to automatically stick you on hormones Mm, or stick mm. you on pills and potions but at least we can give you guidance and advice about what to do whether it's lifestyle whether it's complementary therapies whether it's the Formal therapies that, that are menopausal hormonal therapies or things like that. But, you know, the one thing we must put menopause under is mature woman's health. And mature woman's health is much more than just that hot flush or flash. I get it. Does one's diet have to change um, at this stage? Do you have to make adjustments, reduce carbs, increase the protein? What happens with um, Look, what we I eat? Think you know, I think around cardiac disease, your cardiac risk, hypertension, diabetes, I think it's a good time to have those numbers check, check everything and discuss what changes can happen. I think, you know, there are complementary therapies or ways that can guide you, you know, your knowing about decreasing smoking, your spicy foods, your caffeines, your things that might trigger your hot flushes, you know, things like that, increasing your evening primrose oil in your diet, your seleniums, your calciums and magnesiums to prevent your your osteoporosis, where that's concerned. Checking whether, you know, obviously low carbon, low sugar is always a good idea, Mm. but checking if your higher fat or increased proteins is your body the type that's going to be able to safely adjust and accept that. And that's something you should be able to discuss with your practitioner um, or your gynecologist to discuss ways and means around, around tackling symptoms and things that can come around when mature women's Um, mature woman reach this age. Yeah. Doc, there's a lady that called in and uh, she said that she started experiencing um, menopause at the age, she was in her 20s. She's married now and uh, she wants to have her bundle of joy and unfortunately that's a bit of a struggle right now. And I want want you to give out, you know, your contact details, maybe even an email address because I want her to have that one-on-one consultation with you because I'm, I'm sure 
sure there's a lot of questions that you want to ask her that I don't uh, have have answers to. So uh, can you give us your contact details, Doc, for those people that want to reach out to you, have a book an appointment, etc.? Yeah, I am more than happy to do that. Um, I would just put a disclaimer there to say it is very difficult to diagnose something when you don't have the patient, as mm, you mentioned, mm. in front of you or um, all of the details, examination, blood test results, things like that. I am more than happy to try and assist and help where that's concerned. However, I must encourage whether it's me, whether it's one of my good colleagues um, as obstetricians and gynecologists, please don't hesitate to come have that conversation with us, even although it is uncomfortable conversations or things that we need to. And remember, there are many things that ages like this that can mimic menopause, mm. but it's actually not. Mm. And, you know, conserve your fertility and get any irregularities with menstrual cycles sorted out early at an early age, even if you're not in a relationship or if you're not in a sexual relationship or not planning a pregnancy, come get it sorted. So I am based at Mediclinic Constantiaberg. And our number is 021-761-3211. There might be three or four minutes when load shedding kicks over that the line will not connect, but otherwise we're here. And then my email address is drmvds1, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so as in dr, as in Dr. Malika van der Skeef, drmvds1 at gmail.com. And my my staff are excellent, Selena or Soraya, and they'll gladly help or assist. Fantastic. And like I said, there are things that I may or may not be able yeah. to assist with, yeah. but nothing beats you and me sitting across from each other after an examination, investigations and explanations with a consultation to, to actually figure out what your path and your way forward actually is. And I would encourage most people to do that with their well woman doctors or their gynecologists. Understood, Doc. Thank you so much for your time. I know you've got patients waiting for you right now. Thank you once again for giving us your time. Thank you, Tom. It was lovely. Have a good day further. And you too. Radio 2000 Podcast.